there, avid listeners. Thanks again for tuning in to Sims Workshop. Hope you're having a wonderful day. You'll have to forgive me. I am slightly congested. I don't know if it's a cold. I don't know if it's just my allergies. Um, but that would explain why I'm sounding super nasally. <laughs> um, in any case, we are going to be talking about A Forgery of Roses today by Jessica S. Olson. This was a winner on my website for the book of the month um so you know honestly at the end of the day i want to say this i want to start by saying this at the end of the day i did like the book however there are a lot of ups and downs with the story as a whole um and you know i've read olson's work before her previous book sink me forgotten um, you could check out my podcast review for that. I absolutely love that book. I mean, that book is still so very vivid in my mind, even though I read it um, over a year ago. You know those books. You know those books that just stay with you. Unfortunately, A Forgery of Roses was not one of them. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with the overall pacing of the book. It has a really nice atmosphere. And it has a nice setting, you know, it's a blend of gothic and fantasy and mystery. You know, these are three things that I do tend to love. However, together they weren't as cohesive as, cohesive as I would have wanted them to be. So, Forgery of Roses, you know, it follows a young girl uh, named Myra. And she's the sole caretaker of her alias sisters after her parents' disappearance. Um... Her mother, her, she has a gift, right? So let me start by saying that. She has a gift. She can alter reality through a painting. You know, she can paint and if she sees a cut on you and paints you without a cut, your cut goes away, basically. That's in layman's terms. That's how her magic works. And her mother had the same gift. Now, a lot of artists have been going missing and found dead. Her mother has not been found dead and her father is also missing as well. So it really is a power that people love or hate. You know, a lot of people think that the gift of the artist belongs to the great artist. We'll go ahead and say their God themselves, uh, themselves versus individuals, they think. You know, just think Salem Witch Trials. I think anyone with that gift, you know, is kind of an abomination. Is squandering it. Um, it should only be used for the great artists themselves. So they tend to keep their gifts a secret. Um, but then, you know, Myra's caught. And she's caught by the governor's wife, no less. And governor's wife, you know, he's really anti-magical um, gifts, and you learn why, you understand why. But she's caught, she's offered a proposition from the governor's wife. She's like, I'm not going to expose you. However, you know, I need you to bring my son back from the dead. The newspapers will think he's sick. No, he's dead. I need you to bring him back to life so that I, so I can have my son back, so that he can solve this murder of who attempted to kill him. And she offers her a lot of money, which Myra could use, you know, her her sister again 
very, very sick. She has um, a lot of, she desperately needs medical attention. Uh, pretty much anything she eats, it's, um, I guess it's kind of like heartburn for your intestines. <laughs> I know that's a really stupid way to describe it, but she ends up, anything she eats, she ends up getting very, very sick. So it's almost like it's a gastrointestinal disease, basically. Um, and they don't know exactly what's wrong with her. And they don't have the money. So Myra takes a dot because she could use this money. She's like, I can finally get my sister the help she desperately needs. Um, and she goes, you know, and this is where the mystery starts. I will say this, you know, the atmosphere is very reminiscent of, you know, it, for me, of Poe and Dickens, you know, these alleyways, the fogginess, you know, I really was put into the setting with the author's, you know, description and atmosphere. I think Olsen did a really good job with building up this gothic, classic literature-like setting. And I really do think it adds to the story as a whole, especially once Myra gets to the governor's mansion and there's this fifth floor that it's like, nope, fifth floor is forbidden. She's like, I'm going to go there and investigate. She's like, what if the murderer is hiding up there and you guys don't even know because you're always stuck down here. And she has, you know, the help of the older son whose name unfortunately has escaped me and I didn't write it down in my notes. Um... She has the help of him, and they investigate this abandoned, decrepit fifth floor. And it's haunting, and it's great. I love the detail. I love the 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 horror that's kind of there as well within these paintings. You know, the governor he's against this kind because his this kind of magic because his grandfather or great grandfather horribly abused it. I mean, he would mutilate and experiment on people using his magic so he could see what he, could he do with his magic. And he was a horrible, despicable person. So you understand why the governor is against people having this magical gift. You know, the only experience he's had with it is someone who is abusive with it, with this magic, um, who abused their magic and did horrible, horrible things to people. So I loved the detail, the setting, you know, it was eerie, it was haunting, it was gothic. I wanted way more of that than I actually got because once we're investigating the fifth floor, that's kind of where it kind of stops. Um, the pacing just sort of comes to a standstill, I think. I think if I had to pinpoint the moment, it would be there. She has a certain number of days to bring the sunlight to life. She doesn't. Um, she had to follow rules. You're not allowed to go anywhere else except here. Again, it doesn't happen. Um, she breaks the rules, so then she's kicked out earlier than she was supposed to be. It's just a whole lot of things cut too early, and then the author's trying to be like, okay, how do I stretch this out even more? Because that's what it felt like to me. I did like the tension of her getting kicked out a little early. But from that point, the story 
seemed to stretch and it felt longer than it actually was. I was just like, I needed the story to move at a faster pace than it actually was moving at. And I mean, I feel like when she's at the house, other than the gothic mystery, it still feels like a whole lot of nothing happened. She's experimenting with her magic. She's kind of finding out why it's not working. Um, she's like, there's something wrong about this body. You get it. You see it. That's another mystery element. But it still seems like a whole lot of nothing is happening. It wasn't really memorable. I can't really remember things as vivid as I was with Sing Me Forgotten. And I really was disappointed by that aspect of the novel. You know, I wanted more of the gothic. I wanted more of the mystery. Especially because there's this love triangle that kind of develops. And it was very unnecessary. You know, you have this other guy. He's a forger. And she's going to him to try to investigate, you know, these papers. Because she's like, well, what if, what if the governor is the one who killed his son? You know, so she is trying to figure out who killed the son because she needs to know exactly what kind of mental state he might have been in in order to bring him back to life. The thing is, and the reason I have an issue is like this guy is clearly supposed to be, you know, in his 20s, not that much older than her. Initially, when I first read it, I'm like, this guy sounds like he's 40. And, you know, people can have old souls. That's, you know, understandable. But, oh my God, he sounded like he was 40. And it creeped me out when I first read it. It's not until the story continues to progress that I'm just like, okay, he's not 40. He's younger. It still felt really weird. Because he doesn't read like a 20-something-year-old. He reads like a 40-year-old. And it's really weird. And for me, it was really creepy. And it wasn't necessary. I don't think it actually added anything to the story. Other than to just exist and be there. It didn't really add a whole lot of tension. It didn't really add to the character dynamics as well. Now, when it comes to the characterization... I have a love-hate relationship with Myra because she seems like two different people. On the one hand, she seems really, really caring and genuine and, you know, a really good heroine with a lot of normal flaws. On the other hand, it's just like me, 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 me. She comes off as a really, really selfish individual. Life is unfair. It's dealt her a hard hand. We get it. But the way she views things, like... The governor's son, the one who's still alive, he has a severe case of social anxiety. So he tries to put up a front around his family. And he kind of just does what they want because, again, he has so much anxiety. Just being in a room full of people scares the crap out of him. But he does it. She views him as weak and bothersome. And I'm like, you really aren't opening your mind to understanding exactly what he's going through. What she wants is for him to change. And I'm like, no, no, he doesn't have to change. I think what the author did do with you all was highlight the strength of his character. 
unfortunately that is often overshadowed by Myra's perspective as viewing him as weak and incoherent he doesn't have a strength he doesn't have a mind of his own he has to change he has to change and that really bothered me and I'm like you really don't deserve him. I mean, you really, he's telling you what's wrong and you're not really opening your mind. You're just like, no, you just need to be stronger. You just need to open your mind more. You just need to open your mouth more. And that really, really bothered me. I don't think it was a really good representation for people with, you know, social anxiety. Um, I do think the way she portrayed him, it's just like, Anyone with anxiety can see the strength exude from his character. You're definitely seeing, wow, it takes a lot of courage for him to just do what he fa what his family wants, even though it makes him incredibly uncomfortable. But no one should be forcing him to be something he's not. And Myra's kind of doing that the same way his family is. Granted, she does realize that by the end of the novel. She's just like, you're perfect just the way you are. She's like... And then she, you know, she holds his hand and, you know, they become a couple, blah, blah, blah. But it takes her the whole course of the novel to realize, wow, I'm being exactly like his family. I'm trying to force him to be someone he's not. I like that character development. But again, it was overshadowed by her needless selfishness. That kind of just pissed me off. But she, I mean, what really bothered me was she references her sister as a walking corpse. And I'm just like, as realistic as that is, you know, sometimes people have, especially caretakers, family caretakers, sometimes those thoughts do creep in. I get it. It's realistic. But I don't think anyone really wants to be kind of reminded by that in literature. It is realistic. I don't think it added to the story. It just made her seem more abrasive and cold, and it made her seem like a more selfish character than I think the author intends her to be. Because again, she is a really, she has the capability to be very thoughtful and very um, caring. But I think it is a lot, overshadowed a lot by a lot of her selfish behavior and tone and just me, me, me attitude. So, you know, I have to give this book a three out of five stars. It was okay. There were a lot of things that bugged me, but overall I did enjoy reading it, um, if anything, for the mystery. And that ending was jaw-dropping. Didn't see it coming at all. So yeah, three out of five stars. Uh, remember to like and subscribe to this podcast. Please also purchase the book from your local bookseller if you are going to purchase it. And have a great rest of your day, everyone.